You are listening to the Building Up Podcast, part of the Bible teaching ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. To learn more about Agape, please visit us online at agapepinson.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number four of the Building Up Podcast. I'm David, and so thankful that you're joining with us today. Our topic on this episode is fear. Specifically, we're asking the question, as a believer in Christ, what should I do when fear seems inescapable? Now, I know that we all understand this because being afraid is common to the human condition. Fear is this emotional response that we have when we perceive a threat to our security or when we perceive a threat to the welfare of something or someone we value. Fear hits all of us, although it hits all of us with a uh, variety of intensities. On one side of the scale, some people feel fear only as this kind of subtle sense of caution. But for other people, fear can actually be this overpowering feeling of anxiety or even terror. For them, that fear may hinder their enjoyment of life. It may keep them from engaging in normative activities or taking care of responsibilities. Some people carry with them a general sense of dread kind of all the time about almost anything. Other people find that they're really fearful but only about certain things in life. Now, the Bible actually tells us that there's a type of fear that's very healthy, so we should talk about this for a moment. Proverbs frequently tells us that the fear of the Lord is a really good thing. So if you and I understand that there's a God who directs creation and who is going to hold it accountable in judgment, and you fear that reality, the Bible says that's the beginning of a pathway to many, many, many blessings. Proverbs 14.27 says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn from the snares of death. So there's a type of fear that's really healthy, but then the Bible shows us that there's another type of fear that's really unhealthy. Let me give us a, a, a passage to study that I think shows both sides of the coin. And, and I want to encourage you to really look at this scripture, read it, study it. Uh, you might even want to pause the podcast for a moment, go, go read it on your own and then come back, or take some time to look at it later. And the passage is Isaiah chapter 8, verse 12 through 14. And in that passage, God instructs his people this way. Don't call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy. Don't fear what they fear, nor be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. And he will become a sanctuary. Three things that I want to point out about this passage. Number one, very clearly... We should fear God. It's very healthy to do that. As a matter of fact, the sense of the the passage there, the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. The sense there is let him be your only fear. Let him be your only dread. The second thing that we see is that the fear of God should lead us to the sanctuary of God. Or to put it another way, Fearing God should lead us to seeing God as a sanctuary or a place of protection. Think about Adam and Eve for a moment. Adam and Eve were the first humans to experience the fear of God. 
But their fear caused them to do what? Remember? Sow fig leaves, cover themselves up, try to hide from God and hide what they did. That was a fear of God, but not a healthy fear of God. A healthy fear of God actually drives us toward God. It drives us toward Him in transparency and confession, trusting that God is willing and able to save us from Himself, from His judgment as Creator of the world. So we should fear God, and that fear should lead us to God as a sanctuary. And then number three, we should not fear man. We should not fear the systems of man. We should not fear the consequences of this world. We shouldn't listen to the bad reports of the world. That's what Isaiah 8 is teaching. I don't know how to maybe put this in today's terms when the Scripture says, don't call conspiracy what they call conspiracy. But perhaps when the when the people at the office are gathered around and they're talking about layoffs and there's a lot of fear stirring up, this passage is saying, don't let that sink into your heart. Or when the people on TV are talking about a recession and how bad things may get financially, don't listen to that. Or when the news or social media is filled with all types of doomsday scenarios about catastrophe or disease or illness, don't let that dread lead your life. Don't fear as the world fears. Now, here's the reality. That's a good thing to say, and I I mean, I hope we agree with Scripture, but it can be a real challenge to actually live out, right? To not be afraid, especially when circumstances seem to invite fear. Fear is all around us. Like I just mentioned, social media on the news, maybe it's being talked about at the checkout line at the grocery store, just something that invokes fear in you or in your heart. So what do you do when fear is all around Let me give us five principles that I want us to think through as uh, battles against fear or war against fear in our life. Principle number one, we need a really healthy doctrine of the sovereignty of God. Here's how one theologian describes this. The sovereignty of God means that there are no limits to God's rule. He is sovereign over the whole world and everything that happens in it. He is never frustrated, never at a loss. So I want you to think about how this applies. When we're told in Scripture, do not fear or be in dread, for the Lord your God goes with you. Okay, so don't be afraid because God's always with you. Well, that verse is only comforting to us if we believe that nothing we face will fall outside of God's control that nothing that we will come uh, in contact with can harm us outside of God's control, that nothing can come in and out of our lives without His permission, that nothing is beyond His ability to protect us from, not even sin and death. It's only with this healthy belief in the sovereign rule of God over all things that the promise of God's presence actually comforts us. So we need a healthy doctrine of the sovereignty of God. Principle number two, we need a really clear perspective of God's love for us. So 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, verse 18 says, There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. So again, let me connect this with the first principle. Yes, we need to be convinced of God's control over all things, but that's only going to be comforting to us 
if we believe that God has a willingness to exercise that control on our behalf for our good. So the more you and I are convinced that God loves us, that He is a perfect Father who is willing to give good gifts to His children and to exercise His sovereign control over all things for their benefit, the more we're convinced of that, the more we believe that, the more fear will be driven from us. Principle number three. Principle number three helps us understand how we get this perspective of God's love and how we get this good doctrine of God's sovereign control over all things. Principle number three is we need an increased intake of God's word and of praying in the Holy Spirit, as Ephesians 6 puts it. Faith comes from hearing the word of Christ. So you and I need to hear the word of Christ. Think about this for a moment. Maybe just your daily routine. If you wake up in the morning, you grab your phone, you start scrolling the news or social media, and all of a sudden you're just inundated with the fears of man, the cries of conspiracy and troubles and problems. Your day's already started at a loss. You and I need to be reading and praying what God says about the world exponentially more than we need to be reading about what the world says about the world. Hope that makes sense. We need more of God's Word than we do an intake of the news of the world. Principle number four, we need to do that which promotes trust in God. So we don't need to just hear about God's Word. We need to actually do God's Word, which brings about trust. James 1.22 commands us, be doers of the Word, not just hearers. So, again, hearing the Word births faith. That's what we're taught in Romans 10.17. But faith walked out is what births trust. There may be things you do to guard yourself against fear. So, for example, maybe you have a savings account because you're afraid of job loss, and there's nothing wrong with that, unless you trust more in the savings account than you do God. So maybe one day God comes along and He directs you to take a portion of your savings and and give it away, be generous with it to someone else. That obedience is what will promote trust in your heart. Sometimes the wisdom of the world on how we combat fear will actually stand in opposition to the commands of God. In those cases, we must obey God because that's how we build trust. And that brings us to principle number five. We must practice remembrance or we must practice remembering. What are we remembering? Psalm 143.5, the psalmist says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done, God. You and I must remember, in order to fight fear, all the times God has come through for us. Maybe you spend some time meditating on the countless numbers of times that God has kept you from a trial that you greatly feared. Or maybe you will remember the times that God let a trial come into your life that you greatly feared, but in the midst of it, He protected you and He blessed you. So when we meditate on God's works, we will become convinced that our unchanging God, always good and always sovereign, will guide us and protect us today and tomorrow as He has always done in the past. 
So I pray this time in God's Word today will bear the fruit of trust that conquers fear. If you have questions about this teaching or if you want to suggest a topic for a future episode, email us at info at agapepenson.com. Remember to rely on Jesus, and for now, grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. If you would like to subscribe to future episodes, you can search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcatcher, or visit us on our website at agapepenson.com. Thank you.